Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson, and I probably should have started this Mondays ago since we only got two more between the now and the draft, but Monday Mock with Matt. Here we go. And this is a mock that I did for Steelers.com. So maybe next week I'll steal one from someone else off the internet, maybe a two-rounder to go over, analyze, see how much I believe in it, you know, what they do for the Steelers. Uh, But this was my mock, how I think it will go, which of course will be wrong, but predictive, not what I would do for these teams. So I thought that'd be a fun episode. Um, Starting with the Carolina Panthers at one, I do believe the hype that it's going to be Bryce Young, which has a massive ripple effect on everything else. Because at two, I think Houston avoids quarterback here and goes with Will Anderson. So the Bryce Young thing, we don't need to talk too much about, but the Anderson thing, I think we do because D'Amico Ryans, a Bama guy, Will Anderson, also a Bama guy, Bryce Young, who I think Houston really wants Young and they're going to get shut out on him. I don't think they want Stroud at two. Anyways, Ryans, the new head coach of Houston, comes over from San Francisco, a team that rivals the Eagles for stressing defensive linemen as much as anyone. They just signed Hargrave. They use pick after pick on high defensive linemen. I bet Ryans wants to build his team around defensive line talent. Of course, he would, you know, quarterback as well, although San Francisco didn't really do that, but that's okay. Um, I think it's young or bust for Houston. And if you recall, Houston has a the 12th pick in the draft. I didn't do any trades, but they could trade up to get Stroud or Richardson or take Levis at that spot. So that doesn't mean they're shut out a quarterback if they go with Will Anderson, a very safe pick here, and a very D'Amico Ryans type pick. Plus, they actually have job security in Houston now for the first time in forever. They could... I hate the word tank, but they could tank this year and put themselves in position to get the USC or North Carolina quarterback next year. And obviously that's a dangerous game. Next year's class is going to be so much better, but in their case, they might be able to pull that off and they probably are picking the top five again next year, no matter what they do. And maybe you make some trades to try to get a future first for next year's draft as well. So I'm going young, then Anderson, back-to-back Bama guys, but not back-to-back quarterbacks. That leaves Arizona at three, who, of course, would be very much in the market to trade out. But I couldn't do trades. I mean, that was the rules. So they stick, and they take Tyree Wilson, who I think is a little overrated, but their defensive front is horrendous. Then the Colts sprint to the podium and take C.J. Stroud. Now, I think in the real world, they might have to trade the two or three to get Stroud, but we're not doing trades. I'm not going to tell you that again. That's an easy one. Stroud at four, home run, great. Perfectly exactly what they want. Seattle, then it gets interesting. I have them going with Jalen Carter. Side note, I don't know if you saw this, but Peter King mentioned today on his, I don't know what they call it now, it used to be Monday Monday morning quarterback, that the perfect landing spot for Jalen Carter 
is Pittsburgh with Tomlin. And I've been saying this for a long time, to be honest with you. That being said, I think you have to trade by f- to five or six to get this guy. He's the best player in the draft. And putting him under Cam Hayward's wing would be tremendous. He's the only player in this draft I would consider trading up to this neighborhood from 17 to get because he is a superstar. You have to be comfortable with the kid, with the person. But Seattle has a very strong culture, much like Pittsburgh, established head coach, old head coach that's in it to win it now. I think they take the best player in the draft in Jalen Carter at five. The Lions recently traded Jeff Akuda. Sure, they, tra- they they signed Sutton in another corner, but I think you go get the big outside prototypical corner in Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. That leaves the, the Raiders sitting there, and I think they grab Richardson, the quarterback from Florida. They could go so many directions. I mean, all these teams could be in the Carter market too, by the way. So it's not just like if Seattle passes on, the Steelers are going to get, you know, all these teams from five to 10 are, are Carter landing spots, which will make trading up really difficult for the Steelers if there's any truth to that or whatever. Um, but the Raiders take Richardson, groom him for a year behind Garoppolo. I don't feel super strong that that's what they would do. They could go offensive line. They could take best defensive player available. So who knows? I think Atlanta is comfortable with Ritter, at least for this year. So I gave them a defensive front player, Lucas Van Ness. They just signed Bud. They've added Calais Campbell. They've done a lot on defense. Traded for Akuda, as I mentioned. I think it's a total defensive offseason for the Falcons. Van Ness goes at eight. That leaves the Bears the choice of any of their offensive linemen. And I think their offense is getting pretty close to being, you know, pretty sound. I think they're one offensive lineman away and then defense, defense, defense. So I gave them Paris Johnson from Ohio State. The Eagles are up now, which I don't think Jalen Carter can slip past 10 at the Eagles. You know, done talking about him, but I think that's his floor. They take Devin Witherspoon. They brought back both their corners, but both those guys are up in age. They're expensive. I think you keep a strength of strength and you know take the second corner off the board if you're the Eagles. The Titans then go Peter Skaronsky. Maybe they would be tempted to take a Will Levis here or something along those lines. Maybe. Um, but their O-line's a disaster. I think you just need to take the best offensive lineman available. Maybe Jackson Smith and the Jigba would be a, a fit here as well. So Houston at 12, already with Will Anderson in the books. I haven't grabbed Will Levis. You know, it's, it's like... Okay, he maybe he isn't Bryce Young. I'm not a big Levis fan, but it's kind of a bonus prize. If he works out, great. Go from there, you know. So the Jets at 13, and I think they will make this pick. I don't think Green Bay will end up with the 13th pick in an Aaron Rodgers deal. I have them taking Broderick Jones. They're very happy to get any of the three offensive tackles. Home run for the Jets. Mentioned Smith and the Jigba a minute ago. I love him. I have him going to New England, and maybe they don't screw up a wide receiver pick. I mean, I think this guy is their leading receiver immediately. He's better than Juju. He's better than all the guys they have. The Patriots should be ecstatic to get Smith and Jigba at 14. Packers aren't ecstatic. They would have loved to have taken Smith and Jigba, and they sit at 15. I just give them a good pass catcher, Dalton Kincaid, a great route runner, a great weapon, tight end out of Utah. So I think that's a really good fit for Green Bay. They need to get more weaponry outside of Watson, the rookie from a year ago, who I like a lot. So the commanders are up and they break the Steelers' hearts. 
they take Joey Porter Jr. Um, he's a real good fit for them. They need an outside corner, really, since William Jackson was released. They've been looking for that press man type corner with size. I think Porter would be ideal for them. Match him with a really good defensive front. So Porter goes to 16. A lot of you go, ah, lost my guy. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back with the Steelers pick on the clock. All right, so if those were the first 16 picks, I would very, very, very much be entertaining trade-down offers. I have them taking Brian Brise, the defensive tackle from Clemson, who I really, really like. It's a, I don't know what to think of, of his value, and frankly, I'm starting to not care, but the more mocks you see, he usually goes in the 20s. Maybe this is a little early. That's why I mentioned if you could move down five spots, you could still be have a shot at Banks or you know Brian Branch, you know, Brise. You know that would be ideal for me. But I think he's a really good fit in the Cam Hayward mold. It's a really shallow defensive tackle draft, so overspending at this position, if that is such a thing, doesn't bother me all that much. The Lions then take Miles Murphy from Clemson. I'm going to talk about Miles Murphy for a second. I might even write an article based on him. Is I did a mock draft. I don't do many on my own, but I did one for fun. And I wanted to see what it would look like if the Steelers took Miles Murphy at 17. And I put it on Twitter. Some people loved it. Right. A lot of people do. That's so stupid. How could you take a third outside linebacker? He wouldn't even be a starter here. And that's just looking at it the wrong way. I mean, that's why I might write this article. And maybe it's more of an after-draft type of article. But when you look at defensive linemen, don't even matter what position exactly they play at this point. I mean, he's 6'5", 275. And people will be like, well, that's not really a 3-4 end. And that's too big for 3-4 outside linebacker. I don't care. I mean, if I write this article, I'm kind of kicking around in my cranium now. Defensive linemen are predators. You know, like, just because you have a lion and a cheetah doesn't mean you don't want a tiger, too. Or we have a mako and a great white. No room for a tiger shark on my defensive line. Like, just get nasty guys that nobody can block. (laughs) I mean, that's really what it comes down to nowadays. So, anyway, I'm off my soapbox on that. Tampa then would be thrilled at 19 to take Darnell Wright. Plug them in at right tackle, meets a need, great stuff here. I love this pick, and I didn't do it on purpose, but Seattle at 20, I have them taking Nolan Smith. It just landed that way. So they would get Carter and Smith, who their defensive line needs a lot of work. Their pass rush is really bad. You know, He would be an edge. He could play off the ball as well. But he's also a tremendous leader and a high-character guy. What a perfect dude from Georgia, both of them, obviously, to pair with Carter to keep him on the straight and narrow, you know, room together, hang out all the time, you know, perfect. But, you know, th- those things matter. Chargers of 21 then take Jordan Addison. They need to, their explosive plays are maybe the only team worse than the Steelers, right there with the Steelers in terms of bad explosive plays. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are never on the field together. Plus, they're getting very, very expensive. 
Even though the Ravens uh, signed Odell Beckham, I gave them Quentin Johnston. Big physical, he'll block. Um, not as good at the catch point as people think. Drops a lot of balls, good after the catch. But Beckham's only on a one-year deal, and he's not exactly the most durable guy in the world. I think a big receiver would be in, you know, still in the cards for the Ravens. They could also go corner or edge. Speaking of corner, I almost kept Deontay Banks in Maryland with the Ravens, but he slips to 23, where Brian Flores, I think, would like him quite a bit. They're going to play a lot of press man, length, traits. Banks would fit in very well with the Vikings there. I mentioned Brian Branch earlier. I adore this guy. I can put him with like any team and it would make sense to me. That's one of the beauties of Brian Branch is he would be a very, very welcome addition on any team in the league. I have him go into Jacksonville, be a leader type of player. They don't have a glue guy for the young Jags D. The Giants at 25, they've spent a lot of reason. They have two early first round picked offensive tackles, but the interior of their O-line is whew, shaky to say the least. And with Barkley and Daniel Jones, they want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So I give them just a big power guard, Osiris Torrance from Florida. Really good player. You know, it looks like an immediate starter and certainly would be for them. Now, I'm not the biggest Kalijah Cansey fan, even though he's a pit dude and I'm rooting for him. But with Dallas, what a pick he would be. Even if he's only a 60% snap guy. They have a great pass rush. Lawrence, Parsons. Rotate Cansey in. I, this is a roster that doesn't need a lot. So I, I think that's a great pick for them. I, I considered giving Dallas Bijan Robinson because Pollard is only on a one year deal, but I went with Cansey as more of a win now pass rush type of move. And then the Bills are thrilled to take Bijan Robinson. I, I don't think he can get past 27. Frankly, I think he'll go in the early 20s. Great, great player. And when you play in Buffalo, you got to realize you got to close teams out on the ground. And you're asking a lot from Allen as a runner right now. You want to save his body. Bijan Robinson to the Bills is ideal. Uh, I gave the Bengals Michael Mayer, big blocking two way throwback tight end. Um, if Darnell Wright would fall to them, I think they'd love that. I think tackle could be in play. They've brought back some mediocre tight ends, but Mayer's way better than those guys. So that's the pick at 28. I know you guys aren't super concerned with the Saints defensive tackle depth chart, but that's kind of why I'm here. It's abysmal. They're a bunch of names you don't know. So I gave them Mazzie Smith, defensive tackle from Michigan, just to eat some space upside. That position is just really, really weak for them. Um, the Eagles are on the clock again after taking Witherspoon, the, the corner. And they go get an, an more pass rush. I mean, I think one of their two first-round picks will be a defensive lineman. It's just what they do. Will McDonald, an edge out of Iowa State, seems to be gaining a lot of steam. I really like this player. Not sure he even lasts the 30 when it's all said and done. But you pair him with Riddick, you got a lot of juice off the edge there for a team that led the league in sacks last year. So I like that fit a lot. And then the last pick in the first round, Chiefs could go a lot of directions. They could use an edge. They could use pass catchers. I gave him Jalen Hyatt, speedster out of Tennessee. I don't love the player, but Mahomes buys an extra second in the pocket, and this guy's screaming down the sidelines. I'm not saying he's Tyreek Hill, but, you know, I mean, a speed receiver there 
is frightening. And I think the rest of the vision goes, ah, oh, crap. They just gave Mahomes, you know, the fastest, biggest, big play outside the numbers guy in this draft. And I think he's better than a Mikko Hardman and guys like that. So for this draft, we don't do a 30-second pick for the Steelers. Um, curious what, if you had Brian Brise in your pocket and these 31 players are off the board, what are you looking at? You know, you'd have your choice of linebackers. You'd still have plenty of corners, you know, to look at, which I think there's some names there I like for sure. Um, probably would not go defensive front. Probably the best tackle on the board is Harrison from Oklahoma. I would have no qualms with that whatsoever. How about Dewad Jones from uh, Ohio State? Um, Jay Flowers would be somebody I would consider. How about Darnell Washington from Georgia? All good names. You know, would you go center, John Michael Schmidt? I think you've probably done enough on the interior line. But all those names are fine, but I'd be fielding calls. You know, I mean, uh, I think the way this sets up actually for both those picks, and I talked about this all the time and talking about it for months, 17 sounds like a great trade down spot. 32 looks like a you know real good trade down spot in this situation. Pick up a third rounder next year or an extra third round pick this year, whatever. You know, you don't have to move down far. But that's what I did. I mean, not earth shattering, but I thought that was entertaining, fun, kind of get in the head of all these teams, figure out what you're dealing with with the picks around you and some of your favorite players where they could land. So that is a wrap. Over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.